the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Wednesday, June the 9th, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today on June 9, 1969, the Senate confirmed Warren Burger to be the, na- the new Chief Justice of the United States Supreme Court. He succeeded Earl Warren. Today in 1588, that was before you were born, 1588, construction began on the present-day Rialto Bridge in Venice, Italy. It's quite a piece of work. If you've had any ever worked on construction or anything like that, you know anything about that bridge, it's pretty amazing. 1588, first stone was laid. The structure was completed in 1591. Today in 1870, <clears throat> excuse me, today in 1870, Char- uh, author Charles Dickens, he died in England. Today, 1940, during World War II, Norway decided to surrender to the Nazis. Today, in 1943, President Franklin D. Roosevelt signed the Current Tax Payment Act of 1943 that uh, reintroduced federal income tax withholding from paychecks. Yes, he did. Today, in 1973, Secretariat won the Belmont Stakes, becoming horse racing's first triple crown winner in 25 years. Today, in 1978, leaders of the Mormon Church, they struck down a 148-year-old policy of excluding black men from the Mormon priesthood. Change of heart for the Mormon Church. Today, in 1983, Britain's conservatives, led by Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher, they won a decisive election in Great Britain. Today, in 2004, the body of Ronald Reagan arrived in Washington, D.C. to lie in state in the U.S. Capitol Rotunda before the 40th president's funeral. Today, in 2008, gasoline at the at the pump was costing an average of $4 per gallon. We're there again. Five years ago today, President Barack Obama endorsed Hillary Clinton not Joe Biden, who desperately wanted to run for president, but he endorsed Hillary Clinton to succeed him, and he urged all Democrats everywhere. In a video that he made, put it on the on the Internet, he asked Democrats everywhere to line up behind her. She's a winner, he said. <clears throat> well, <laughs> yeah, yes, she is. She's a winner. Rasmussen put out a report yesterday, a survey yesterday afternoon after we were off the air live. We originated at 9 a.m. in the morning live on ACN, and then some of you hear us a little bit delayed, but it's all in, in the same day for sure, within hours of when we're on the air. But this came out after we were on the air live yesterday. But Rasmussen has found that only 40% of voters, only 40%, think that Dr. Fauci told the truth about the virus research, just in general. 60% of American voters don't believe him anymore. They also found that 46% of voters believe that Fauci has not told the truth about the U.S. funding 
of research in the Wuhan uh, lab, and 61% of voters say they're following recent news about this gain-of-function research that Rand Paul actually brought to the public. I wasn't aware of that. I'm not a scientist. Most of us are not. <clears throat> but Rand Paul, made a. he's a doctor, and he made the comments about it, some very strong comments about it a while back, and he brought that to the attention of America about what that was really all about. I guess basically what I took from what he said was that they juice up these viruses so that for so they can you know study them and so on and do research and but if they should escape it's very dangerous stuff and should they escape they become you know violently um, effective in attacking humans in this case and so uh, they they it, it, apparently this is done but it's done sparingly and it's done with great <laughs> care and he said that it was happening in Wuhan. At first, at first, Fauci said it wasn't. Then Fauci said, well, you know, it could have been. But he accused Fauci of funneling money to that research. Fauci first said, no, he didn't. Then he later said, well, he had given money through his organization that he runs, to, which was taxpayer money, to uh, this eco-health uh, organization. And they, in turn, gave money to Wuhan for gain-of-function research. It's it's just kind of a mess, really. I mean, he's been so focused on becoming a celebrity that he kind of forgot why he had this position in the first place. That's my opinion, at least. But we live in a confused world, and that's kind of reflects not just Fauci's moment in the spotlight, but it reflects where we are in our world today. I was reading in Isaiah this morning, earlier, I came across this verse, I'll share it with you, because I I don't know, I just it spoke to me, and I, I think it'll speak to you as well. It, it should, it's God's word. But Isaiah 54, verse 14, he's speaking to, the prophet is speaking to God's people then, but God has marvelously preserved all of that because it was God's inspired word for his people. And verse 14 says, In righteousness shalt thou be established, Thou shalt be far from oppression, for thou shalt not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near thee. All of this, this protection from all of the confusion, the chaos, the fear, the anxiety, all of that, the deliverance from all of that is found in righteousness. Not that we strive to become perfect because we can't. Christ is perfect, and we are in Christ, and he has forgiven us of our sins. So as we walk in the Lord and serve the Lord with all of our heart, our mind, our strength, and so on, we are essentially walking in righteousness, not our own self-righteousness, but his righteousness. And in that righteousness that has been established, and our lives reflect that, in a broken, imperfect way, but our lives reflect that. And in that, we are far from oppression as long as we walk in his righteousness. And um, we're far from oppression, and we shall not fear. And we won't be afraid of the terror, for it will not come near thee. That's the word of the Lord, not my word, but the Lord's word.
It's amazing how God speaks. All those years ago, through the prophet Isaiah and the other prophets, he spoke to our times, our days, today, this day, Wednesday the 9th, because he loves us. And he wants us to not be paralyzed by fear and anxiety. And a lot of people in our culture are today, and there are a lot of reasons for them to be, but there is a single penetrating reason for us not to be, because God is in control. He is God Almighty. He created everything that exists. He is in control. He's got it handled. But he uses us as his agents to do the work of the Lord by living for him, and we find we find our security in his righteousness. Christian school teacher in Virginia, he was suspended the other day for refusing to lie to children about their sexuality. He's been reinstated now, reinstated by a circuit judge. Tanner Cross, he's an elementary uh, school teacher in Loudoun County, Virginia. He's been, he was put on administrative leave last month after daring to speak publicly about his faith and his opposition to a school policy, not in the classroom, but at a board meeting, a public board meeting. There were a lot of folks there from the community and the school board. He told the board, he said, quote, and the people, he said, on the record, he said, it's not my intention to hurt anyone, but there are certain truths that we must face uh, when we must face when ready. He said, excuse me, he said at this uh, school board meeting, he said, we condemn school policies like AD 40 and AD 35. These were local policies that the school board was about to put in place. And perhaps they did. I think they did actually put them in place. But he was speaking against them. And he said, these policies will damage children and they they defile the holy image of God. You talk about walking in righteousness. He was doing it there. The two policies would require teachers to use a child's preferred pronouns instead of the one that corresponds to their biological sex. In some cases, not all, but in some cases, without parental notification or parental consent. He said, I love all my students, but I will never lie to them regardless of the consequences. He said, I'm a teacher But I serve God first, and I will not affirm that a biological boy can be a girl and vice versa, because it's against my religion. He said it's lying to a child, it's abuse to a child, and it's sinning against God. Well, yesterday, this 12th Circuit Judge, James Plowman, he ruled that Cross's constitutional rights were violated by the school district, by the board, when he was suspended. Alliance Defending Freedom had gotten involved in that great organization. This Tyson Langholder, he's with them. He represented the educator. They didn't have to file suit, but they said they were going to. They just petitioned the court, and they said, if the court doesn't agree, we'll file suit. We'll take this as far as we need to go with it. Langhofer said, no teacher should be punished for simply advocating for the good of their students in a public setting. So every teacher should be cheering this decision, Langhorst said, and I hope they are if they've heard about it. That's why I'm talking about it for a minute today. He said, because school boards have no right to punish teachers simply for speaking at a public forum on a policy that's being considered by the board. According to the attorney, Cross even went to work the next day 
after making these comments before they took action against him. I guess they took action that day, but he didn't know they were going to suspend him. He just thought he had a he thought he had a he actually thought he had a First Amendment right to to speak publicly. They told him he did not, and they suspended him. But before they suspended him, he went back to school the next day. It was no big deal. Nobody made a big deal about it, and none of the other teachers and none of the students were talking about it. But they still suspended him. So Langhofer says, man, that's purely unconstitutional, and it shouldn't happen. And Elias Defending Freedom contends that with this ruling, there's a clear message from the court to the school board And that message is, you are not above the law. Just like everyone else, teachers have First Amendment rights to express their views. It just takes a little persuasion sometimes. And as I said, Alliance Defending Freedom didn't even file a lawsuit. They were were going to if they needed to, but they simply approached the local or the circuit judge told him they made their case and made their argument. And the judge said, yeah, he has, because you become a teacher in a public government-run school district, that doesn't mean you don't have First Amendment rights. Well, praise the Lord. We kind of knew that, but it seems that public education has become kind of a cesspool of not only offending constitutional rights, but indoctrinating children instead of educating them. Got a couple of responses this morning, or yesterday and this morning, and got, in fact, a number of them. wanted to share a couple of them with you. I mentioned yesterday that we have, we ran behind in our budget last month, and I kind of felt like we were. I was watching it, and I kind of felt like it was going to happen. Well, it did. Not a lot, but several thousand dollars. We need to get that caught up. I also mentioned yesterday that we are on the air in Portland, Southwest Washington on KPDQ and encourage some of you who are listening there. And we've only been on a few weeks, but listening there to consider, pray about supporting us. We need your support. The people, other listeners in other areas uh, put up the money for us to go on the air in on KPDQ. And so we are, and we will be and the Lord willing. And We just thought that he would speak to the hearts of people there as he's spoken to the hearts of people in every area we're on. And and each radio station that we're on is supported locally by the people there. And and God has just spoken to people's hearts and and it is working out well. And we're meeting our budget generally. We fell a little behind last month. But uh, so we ask you people that are listening in Portland, and I know there will be more people as the longer we're on the air, but Got a couple of responses uh, from people, and we have gotten some already uh, on on the air since we've gone on the air in Portland. But one, uh, it's a, a woman. She's a, a piano teacher and a grandmother. She says, but she's listening. She said, "Dear, dear Mr. Randall, thank you so much for all you do. It's so nice to tune in to KPDQ at 12:30 while while I'm busy in my kitchen and listen to you. Thank you for sharing truth and the true gospel." May God grant us strength, courage, perseverance as we live in these turbulent days. And she notes 2 Timothy chapter 3. That's a good word. Got another one um, early this morning. Uh, it's an email with a contribution. I love the truth in your in your message. Uh, this is from Portland. I love truth in your message. Praise God for your ministry. 
It's sad that our great nation is on a path to destruction, but we have the assurance that Almighty God is the creator and sustainer of all things. If the body of Christ would just take a stand and not shrink back, we could turn this nation and the world back to the principles on which we were founded. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. May God richly bless and keep you, and may his light shine upon you and give you peace. I received that, my brother, and thank you. And thank you to all of you who are listening today, wherever you are, and thank you for your support. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Or you can go to our website, faithandfreedom.us. You can contribute online there as well. Recently, the Supreme Court announced that they will rule this fall on a case involving Mississippi's 15-week abortion ban. They've been sued, the legislature in Mississippi, because they passed this law, 15 weeks, abortion ban. I talked about it on this program here. It's been a week or two ago now when they actually passed it. There are more and more states looking at this or even doing what they have done in Mississippi. It's a courageous step because the left comes after you with a vengeance if you take a position, a godly position, whether you're a school teacher in Virginia or, you know, a coach in Bremerton, remember him, whatever. But should they rule in favor of this ban, the Supreme Court, it could be a lethal blow to the abortion industry in general and specifically to Roe v. Wade, because Roe v. Wade is very, very weak legislation. I mean, it's a really weak law. And they know it. The left knows it. Planned Parenthood knows it. But the pro-life group, Susan B. Anthony List, they produced a pro-life ad, and they're buying time all across the country. And the ad simply, the ad is not an attack ad. It just simply asks, quote, isn't it time the law reflects the science. <laughs> I thought that was clever when I became aware of it. Well, the left has panicked and they're pushing all their buttons of their allies saying, stop this thing. Don't put this, you know, and whatever. Well, I wasn't surprised that CBS and CMT, it was formerly the country music channel. I'm not sure what they have on there anymore I, because Viacom owns both CBS and CMT. But both uh, CBS and CMT have refused to air this pro-life ad. They won't take their money. I shouldn't have been surprised, though, that Hallmark has also refused to air it. At first they said they would, then they said they wouldn't. It's revealing that the three networks that are refusing to air an ad from a leading pro-life organization, particularly about, it's an ad that is, simply advocating for science, that they have taken this position. The message is, isn't it time the law reflects the science? Susan B. Anthony List has raised money. They're spending $2 million on this. I know that's not much up against Warren Buffett and Bill Gates and some of these guys that spend tens, hundreds of millions of dollars to advance a leftist agenda. But $2 million is a pretty good buy. They have this campaign. They're highlighting the humanity of unborn children as the U.S. Supreme Court prepares to hear a landmark abortion case. It's a 30-second ad. I wrote an article on this today, Faith and Freedom Daily. It's on our website, faithandfreedom.us. 
if you go to that web, our website, the first thing you'll see that'll come up is my article today. If you go there today, if you go to there tomorrow, it'll be tomorrow's article. But in that, I talk about this, and in that, I embedded this the ad so you can see it it's a 30 second ad it's very well done i mean it's it, it's incredible and it really is just pushing life but it's pushing science we're launching an initial two million dollar campaign highlighting the humanity of unborn children and the advancement of science they say these guys are always talking about science fauci's talking about science biden's talking about science when you can understand what he's saying and i mean all of this stuff is going on but once the pro-life or the Christian or the conservative community in America says, yeah, we're for science, they go, no, we're not going to allow that. It's amazing. A ruling in favor of that state law, Mississippi, could weaken the central finding in the 1973 Supreme Court case Roe v. Wade. That found that a woman has a right within the Constitution to obtain an abortion, but the Constitution doesn't give a woman that right, and everybody kind of knows that. The narrator in the ad notes that five decades of medical breakthroughs, every age group has more opportunity to live except one, the unborn. As the narrative um, narrator speaks, the, out, the outline of an unborn baby from a pregnancy sonogram flashes across the screen as the viewers hear the words, science tells us that at 15 weeks, these babies have fully formed faces. They smile, they yawn, they feel pain. Isn't it time the law reflects the science? Now, what's offensive about, there's nothing offensive about this except the fact that life is sanctified. That's the only offensive part of it. Why are these networks refusing to air this ad? Well, in an email to Susan B. Anthony List, a CBS official explained this, and I'm quoting the official, issue-oriented advertisements that are designed for the purpose of presenting views or influencing legislation on issues that are controversial by general public consensus are unacceptable. Well, first of all, Pro-life is not controversial anymore, except to the abortion industry. It isn't. In fact, the country is divided, and it's moving in the direction of pro-life. Poll after poll after poll shows this. There's only a few that are mismanaged to get a predetermined outcome that suggest otherwise. All of the polls, Marist, uh, Pew, all of these guys are finding that America is moving toward life and away from abortion with some exceptions. An official at CMT, owned by the same company, they're both owned by Viacom, but he put out nearly the identical response in a separate email. The SBA list had already published a press release announcing the campaign and that the 30-second ad will air, they said on their press release, on a, on a national cable, on national cable, including Lifetime, Hallmark, and Bravo Networks, as well as select streaming services and in Washington, D.C. market on top news stations. Obviously, they're doing this, hoping that it, somehow this message gets to Supreme Court uh, justices. There's nothing wrong with that, except the media is saying they're trying to influence the outcome of the Supreme Court. Are they suggesting that the left never does that? I don't think so. 
But Hallmark then reversed itself after apparently they had agreed to do this. They rejected the ad explaining it does not meet Hallmark Channel's criteria for the positive experience that Hallmark aims to offer viewers. When when does life itself not offer a positive experience? There's no more positive experience than life itself. I mean, it's a miracle of God. Oh, no. First, Hallmark came to homosexual activists last year, submitting to their demands that they start introducing same-sex couples into their storylines that had really become trusted storylines to Christians and conservatives. No, no, no. They don't want you to have a bad experience watching their network, so they will not allow this very positive, wholesome, honest, truthful, factual 30-second ad to air on their network. Are they suggesting that they approve all of the other ads that they allow on the air? I don't think so. But then they don't need to. This exercise is really all about the politics of the left. It's not about a moral belief. It's not really even about entertainment. Not that they've asked, but I think Crown Media that owns Hallmark, their success has been built, and they've been very successful, but it's been built on the viewership of tens of millions of conservatives. They who deeply believe in the sanctity of life and traditional marriage between a man and a woman. And they believe when a little baby is born, you can kind of look at it and tell if it's a male or a female. I mean, man, what's the matter with these people? They're going to self-destruct eventually. And I'm not talking only about Hallmark, although that's the point today. But the, the there are industries out there that have been built on the backs and through the generosity and the interest of Christians and conservatives. And once they seem to turn to the black on their bottom line and start becoming very profitable, they all of a sudden forget that and they begin to turn, well, we've we got to include the gays and we got to include the Pride Month and we got to, we, well, we can't have that. that. Somebody might think that's an anti-abortion ad from Susan B. I'm not very smart, but I mean, I can get that. They're going to self-destruct if they continue on that path. But the spirit of the age is stronger, apparently, than the spirit of truth. And at some point, us useful conservatives and Christians, we may not be so useful. (laughs) We may just move on. CNN found that out with the left. They only went so far, and now they are pathetically the lowest-watched cable news channel in the world. But it's revealing that this episode is that Susan B. Anthony doesn't issue any calls to action or to Congress. They're just putting out the fact that can't we catch up with science? Can't we honor science as we honor life? As I said, the real problem is that abortion's falling out of favor with America. I put some uh, some data into my article that I wrote about this today at faithandfreedom.us. I would encourage you to take a look at that. But, boy, even from 2018 to 2019, which was the last actual real data I could find, but they're, they're, America's moving toward life itself. And um, there's a growing distaste and a disgust for abortion as birth control. So not everything is moving in the wrong direction. Some things are moving in the right direction. 
Thank you so much for being with me today. Remember, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. But greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. See you tomorrow.